Coming up on the Magnificently Huge podcast, while we don't condone drug use, we certainly understand it. We get high on life and just say no to stoner movies. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crap all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Hey, kids, welcome to episode 48 of the Magnificently Huge podcast. Uh, this week we're talking stoner movies, and that's really all I need to tell you about that right now, because you're going to know what's uh, coming up. Cheech and Chong, Days and Confused, Harold and Kumar, the Friday movies with Ice Cube, and pretty much everything in between. It's kind of like packing a bowl, but with sound instead of weed. This is our 420 celebration, uh, a wee bit late, so if you want to wait until next year on 420, uh, do that. We don't mind. Uh, The show will still be the same. Or will it? Anyway, I hope you enjoy. And send us an email to magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com if you do. We're going to read it on the air. Guarantee it if it's fun. Oh, we do have a website, maghuge.com, up and running now. M-A-G-H-U-G-E dot com. That's right. It's going to have shows and postings and graphics and fun. So come on over and visit us and get to know your your magnificently huge crew just that much better. We're going to make it fresh and exciting and entice you to come back for more. And the first taste is always free. Just say no, but only to drugs, not the Mag Huge podcast. You can also catch us on iTunes. We would love for you to head over there and subscribe and rate us five stars. Uh, SoundCloud, same thing. Uh, Google Play even, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, Rate us, like us, share us. That's all we ask. And then uh, that goes for the Twitter, at MagHuge. And then Facebook, uh, the Magnificent Huge Podcast. We would love for you to share us. So, uh, poke a smoke, light up a blunt. Uh, We're getting ready for Stoner Flicks, episode 48. And uh, uh, it does get weird. I'm just going to be blunt. <laughs> yeah, pun intended. Enjoy. Oh, hello. Hello. I'm, I'm, hey! I'm, I'm so high right now. I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> Jesus. Well, welcome to our stoner show. Oh, uh, Jesus. It took us a year to get here, but we're here. Uh... We started recording it like a year ago. Totally. Wait. But what? Forgot. What? Wait. So, like, <laughs> if I could go back in time, and like, okay, dude, 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 I got, I got, I got it, I got it, I got, it, I got it. Okay. So, so, I'm, I'm, uh, I forgot, 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 I forgot. Ah, damn. All right. So, how was everybody's 420, or as it's also known, Weed Christmas? Uh, did you celebrate? <laughs> did you leave out milk and cookies for Willie Nelson? Uh, I I didn't I didn't know about it until like the next day, and so I went, oh, oh well, okay. So you were more like you kind of, you like celebrate Weed Boxing Day. That's like your thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was much the same <laughs> way I celebrate Easter and Mother's Day, <laughs> which is not yeah. at all. Okay. I'm I'm a little old uh, for the 420. At I this think point. we all are, but I just thought it would be fun to. Uh, record a show and then release it a week or so after the fact uh that would be in true stoner fashion so that's what this show is this is all about celebrating stoner cinema right Right. and if you celebrate a 420 right you're not gonna notice or care how late the podcast if you do it right every day is 420 if you know why 420 is that like 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 what know. why that particular number i think it's why not it, 520 i think it stems there was a group of high school friends up like in the humboldt area and they would meet after school somewhere to smoke dope every day at 420 and then it kind of just yeah, steamed, that's, the legend. that's a legend i don't know how true it is i don't care i don't know how true it is
but 420 mm. has become cemented and it's it's gone from the fringe into something universally accepted and it's weird it's like 420 is super yeah. commercial now it's worse than christmas man it's worse than <laughs> christmas i don't know i saw i saw ads in my inbox for spring black friday sales <laughs> if you know what i mean and i'm like no you don't get to do that and then even better was different retailers had picked different weekends to be spring black friday yeah. no 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 you can't do that it's not a thing i would just like to welcome everybody to the show this week uh where you will hear us turn from uh light-hearted fellows into crotchety old men in the span of 40 minutes or so so uh this is chris and then over there to my left is am i to your left let's say brian i'm brian i'm eric that's eric over there i'm eric and then that's brian over there this is our show magnificently huge and uh you know what's coming up is uh may the 4th which is the date of the first show yeah we are almost a year in we're almost almost at a year it's crazy so we got that to look forward to but who wants to talk about uh other fresh shit this shit is fresh You know what I've been listening to a lot? I've been listening to uh, Pink Floyd's album Animals. Okay. Because um, mm. I've been going, I've been go getting into Floyd again. But that's one album that always seems to get overlooked. Floyd, it's like, man, it's right there in between "Wish You Were Here" and "The Wall," and you know, it just gets forgotten. It's sort of yeah. It's kind of like but, the redheaded stepchild of the Pink Floyd. Oove. It's so. Oh, that was the great. tour where Roger Waters like really came up with his hatred he understood his hatred of the audience and started writing the wall right yeah. like that was that was the thing yeah at a show he spit at somebody on the in the front row and uh you know which didn't seem that strange to me having gone to a lot of punker shows but i guess for the time it was you know well for all them a frog rockers man the legend was that that he said he started imagining bombing the audience for, yeah. you know from the stage and them applauding it and so whenever they do the intro to Another Brick in the Wall live and the spotlights just come down on the audience from the stage, that's like the most menacing thing because yeah. you know what inspired it is, yeah, you're all fucking sitting ducks. <laughs> you dead, you dead, you dead. In the Flesh is the name of the song. In the Flesh, he actually you know, calls on the, you know, start up the cameras, lights, camera, and then you hear dive bombers. Uh, and with the surround speakers in the live shows, it would sound like Stukas were t- doing a dive run on the audience. Yeah, but this is Animals. This is before that. And it's, it's, I guess it was his attempt at a, an adaptation of Animal Farm, but... Okay. Whatever. They're just really good, dense songs. And uh, what's your favorite cut? Uh, Pigs, three little ones. Okay. Um, I mean, there's only five tracks on it, and the first one and the last one don't really count. But uh, yeah, it's 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 really good. You, I, I would really suggest just sitting down and letting it play. Floyd, um, Floyd, man, Floyd. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the video from Roger Waters' last tour for Pigs? Yeah, with all the Trumpiness. Yeah, the Trump yeah. is a pendejo at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Pink man, pink man. Ha, ha, I'm mad I couldn't go to that show. Anyway, yeah, so Pink Floyd, Animals. I'm, I'm, yeah. Woo! I've been reading the um, former head of the FBI. Comey. Comey. Comey's book. I've been reading, uh, yeah, that. Sounds like an all right guy, but Jesus Christ, uh, it wasn't for him. Oh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. a pickle. It's like, uh, so yeah, he's going after Trump, but also he's the reason Trump is kind of there, sort of. Yeah, maybe it's a double edged sword. It didn't help. Yeah, didn't help. That's true. Oh well. Anyway, that's all I got. Maybe more Floyd will help with that. You can. Yes. Yeah, you should. After after reading that book, you should get high. And yeah, man. Listen to Floyd. Yeah, man. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got, Brian? You- so let's see. A couple things. I'm gonna actually start with my movie this time because it's not the movie. Any of the current movies they um they do like you know old movies in the middle of the week for cheap. 
but this weekend they had um, a $5 showing on the anniversary of the release of Purple Rain. So I went and saw Purple Rain in the theater. Had you seen it before? Um, you know, it's been a while. I still have never watched um, it, so. It's been a while. Well, I mean, <laughs> you gotta see it because... It's been a while. Somehow, we went, we, we have the opportunity to have Prince music in the show, but no, no, we gotta do Stained, because fucking well, Eric. Hey, it's not my fault. Who's the one who said, it's been a while? <laughs> <laughs> See, I was gonna but say you, I was gonna say he was doing puddle of mud. Uh, that shows how much I know. Jesus, <laughs> I don't know any of it. So anyway, anytime anyone says it's been a while, I have to go. It's been a while. It drives my wife crazy. <laughs> I can't see how really? that would happen. I can't imagine yeah. why that happens. She's like, I'm gonna punch you. I am going to punch you. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine getting it like four or five times in the same day. Yeah. Because you keep forgetting and saying, it's been a while. It's been a while. I keep forgetting not to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would do. <laughs> so, did, so did, thanks, everybody. This has been the Magnificent hey. the Huge podcast. Uh, we have nothing good to say. I'm, no, I'm um, so high right now. Purple Rain. Purple Rain with Purple Rain. Did it, did it hold up? Um, it is. Well, the fashion holds up. Like seeing actual '80s people in actual '80s uh, garb is always. I fun, like that but... he's wearing an actual puffy shirt. Am I wrong? Did I misremember that? Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, he's wearing like four inch heels. <laughs> he's Prince. Yeah. He's five foot two. Yeah, he's five foot. Dude nothing. is doing all that shit in heels. But uh, it is a really, really like misogynist movie. Shut up. I, I mean. To the extent that, you know, the whole character arc is supposed to be how he sees himself becoming his father. But even in the moments when he's trying to redeem himself, like, the attitudes towards women are just the fucking worst. Um, the sex scene literally begins with her telling him no. And it's one of those, like, yeah, but just wait until I kiss you and then you'll you'll melt kind of moments. <laughs> um, there's a scene where she gives him, she, like pawned something to buy him the guitar he wants and then immediately he's like hitting her and throwing her across the room and she leaves um but even when they're like having fun and flirting and dating and stuff he's like i'm gonna drive you away in my motorcycle and strand you here at the at the lake nope okay i'm gonna drive away no i'm gonna drive he's just a dick um but you know it's worth seeing just to see uh des dickerson performing modern air The Apollonia Six performing their their hit single "Sex Shooter." Aren't the time in this one too, right? Morris Day has. Oh yeah, okay. Morris Day and the time are the best. Oh we, oh we, oh we, oh we, oh yeah. That that song I liked. Yeah. Everything else I can do that. But yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good time. Ice Cream Castles is an awesome album, uh, and I had recently been listening to that because we found the record. So that's that's my connection. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that was my movie. Um, I've got some other stuff. Um, I've been listening to the new, well, I guess it's new, like, last fall, the new album from The Killers called Wonderful Wonderful. Really? Now, The Killers is a band that maybe I should have been giving more of a chance because they they wear their influences on their sleeve, and I like their influences, and so I like what they're doing with it. Don't you listen to the Um, 
this album is I mean it's it's commercialist <laughs> you know the the title track uh, almost sounds a little bit like the mountain song for a while but then like the next song is like the man which is the big single which is uh, I don't know if it's a disco song or if it's a take on the Justin Timberlake song from the Trolls movie or both. Of pop, basically these guys are just like, yeah, we're we're gonna do whatever we darn well want to at this point, and I'm enjoying it. Why not? What's the? Uh, I can't remember the name of the song. What's the big hit? The the blue sky spaceman. No, the one with sky or... in the title from the first album. I can't fucking remember. Um, the one about somebody told me that you had a boyfriend. That one? No, it was like the minor sin. Ah, never mind. Anyway, All these a... things that I have done. <laughs> Just yeah, read off their entire catalog and I'll I'll figure it out. That's the only song of theirs I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But apparently that's been on the, the charts for the duration since its release. So it's been what, like twelve some odd years, twelve plus, and it has never left the charts, which is just mind boggling to hmm. me. Then video games. It's a good month to have a PlayStation four. Um they have the PlayStation Plus program where you can get you know, free games with your membership, and one of the games this month is called Trackmania. Uh, Trackmania is an arcade-style racing game where reality is just thrown out the window, and there's, like, crazy jumps and loops and just wacky shit, uh, which I much prefer to, like, the more modern open-world drive-around simulation-style game. No, I want, I want big, goofy arcade racing, so Trackmania delivers there. But, um... The big release this really this spring came out this week, and that's the new God of War game. Cool. Uh, have you have you ever played God of War? I played both of them when they were out years ago, and it's really fun. So this killing one, stuff as as uh, Ares, it's good. Yeah, this one the the hero is like middle aged now. He's like got gray hairs and a kid. And he's your tag along kid, so it's it's Dad of War, <laughs> is what a lot of people are calling it. It's kind of a mix of a bunch of games. He says it's definitely got some uh, some gameplay elements from The Last of Us, where you're tag teaming with your kid. Um, it's got some Dark Souls influence in the combat system. Uh, any game that has finishing moves, it's definitely pulling from that. It's pulling from Tomb Raider. There's some cool puzzles, but your your main weapon is. Well, you're in Norse mythology now. We're out of Greek mythology. Your main oh. weapon is basically Thor's hammer, but it's an axe. So you're chopping up everything, and then you throw the axe, and you can summon it back to your hand, and it can hit things on the way back. And it's also used for puzzles, which is kind of cool. On a technical level, the game is really great, and it shows how much horsepower there really is in the PS4, although... The fans in the PS4 scream like a Harrier jet when you turn this game on. Like, oh my god, you want me to what? Um, so yeah, God of War. Uh, I've played a few hours of it. I haven't gotten to any anything like giant the way you would in normal God of War games. And I guess there's no... Uh, they've gotten rid of like all of the extreme sex scene crap from it too. Because now he's like grumpy old dad of war. Uh-huh. Man, that would be funnier though if they could do like a Burgess Meredith from Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> like <laughs> taking one on Willie to the optometrist. No, but the, or with the kid they could do like a courtship of Eddie's father. <laughs> but would and, you do would I'm you just trying to get my dad some pussy? <laughs> so the kid is interesting because he really shows how far we've come in terms of the ability of video game characters to emote. The kid is like a shitty 10-year-old. Um, he's got... So a like, 10-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, he's got like this crappy attitude, but he also knows that he's like way in over his head, and so he just kind of looks butthurt, and <laughs> I mean, he's a believable 10-year-old boy. It's actually pretty, pretty impressive in terms of emoting in video game form. 
Okay. It's a technical masterpiece. I mean, the, <laughs> as, as a person who's worked on game engines, this thing is really advanced. Huh. Of course, they've had five years to make it, so it jolly well better be. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my fresh shit. Ooh. Chris, save us. What do you got? Uh, okay. I went on a tear this week because I ponied up and got the free trial for HBO on Amazon, uh, just for shits and giggles. And so right. I've been West staying World. current and catching up on all of the stuff I missed in 2017. Westworld. No, I'm not watching the TV. I haven't done Westworld yet. I saw no, the first Westworld. couple. Ep- I saw the first couple episodes and I wasn't impressed. Right? You know, oh, it's fucking good. Eh. It is fucking good. I eh. promise you. Well, one day. I promise you. One day. Promise you. One day. What What have you been watching? Uh, so HBO, here, here's Chris. the deal. There's four movies that I blew through this week. I'm going to read the titles off to you, and then you guys can tell me which one you want to talk about, because I'm not going to do all four, because that'll take forever. Okay. Uh, so I finally watched Wonder Woman. Uh, uh-huh. I watched Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh-huh. I watched Atomic Blonde and Kong Skull okay. Island. And I did those four because I didn't have to Ooh. pay for them. <laughs> one, one of the last and, two, because I think we'll do Wonder Woman in a DC universe at some okay. point. Well, here's I, the thing. Out of all I four, say, I, 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 I disliked three, and I liked one. I would say I would, I would talk about Wonder Woman, but only in terms of how much I hated it. And you're right. We'll probably do a DC hate show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Atomic Blonde, I have seen. The other two, I have not. The, right. the Fantastic Beasts, I want to, though. Uh, we have all seen Atomic Blonde, okay. so let's go there. We can do Fantastic Beats when the ne- when the next one comes out. Okay. Fantastic yeah, Beats, that's Fantastic the one. Beats. Yeah, we need to make Fantastic Beats, yo, <laughs> yo, Mad Beats. So Atomic Blonde, I liked it. I was I entertained. Think you by forgot it. about Dre. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing. <laughs> ain't right. So Atomic with. Blonde. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, which i actually did talk about on this podcast i know once. a while back when it came out because you see everything and then eric and i wait like 10 months and then we can talk We're cheap about it. and lazy uh, i like the soundtrack a lot i know brian you had complained that it was sort of out of sync because it's set in 89 i, mm. I recall that you had did i complain i think you No, yeah, i wasn't i like the soundtrack. i think you i think no, you no, said no. that we have it, to go to the tape on that or maybe you said it was diegetic i can't remember but anyway, I think I did say it was diegetic, yeah. which actually I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I liked it. It was a it was a good mix of European new wave pop hits from most of the eighties, uh, including New Order and Nina and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And they really fit the mood. They had a very Michael Mannish, uh, Walter Hilly mm. vibe on mm-hmm. the way that it was photographed and shot, because mm. you had some of the neon and and just all that. I liked it. The, the thing that bothered me, though, was that it, it's structured like No Way Out with Kevin Costner. Yeah. And that's all I could think about when I was watching it. And then kind of, uh, once you get over that, then it's really just a whiz-bang, violent action version of The Spy Who Came In From The Cold. And that also bothered me. You know what's funny? I was watching it thinking, well, I guess that a bit, because I was trying to figure out where it was coming from. And then the first shooting action scene happened, I'm like... This is fucking John Wick. And then I looked it up and oh yeah, of yeah, course. Same this guy. is John Wick. Yeah. This is Jane Wick. This is the same, you know, filmmaker. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, okay, so I don't care what it's about. I just want to watch some dancing. Yeah. And it was good. And then the the one big fight scene when they're trying to get out in uh, the stairs. Yeah, like that ten minute whatever. And then by the end of it neat. they're just fall down, winded, can't move. Yeah. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> I'm like every fight. That was my favorite like bit. So yeah. when she and the and the big bad are like in the one room and they're just like, it's been thirty seconds just lying on the floor like no yeah. not yet yeah. and then one of them sort of kind of gets up yeah. to go after the other one uh, and they have bruises and they maintain bruises. When yeah. do you see yeah. that in films? Yeah. So uh, ultimately, I buy Charlize Theron as an action hero. Uh, she's yeah. been in a couple things now where she's just kicked all kinds of ass, and I yep. I, I dig it. I wish yeah. more actresses would be given the opportunity to to do that sort of thing. Uh, well, and she's like over forty, and she's you know rocking that body and kicking that much ass. Yeah. Like props to her, yeah. and her trainer. So, um, it's good times. But my wife's review of of Tom McBlonde at the end was, "I want all the clothes." Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> I I have one one question, bit of a spoiler, but I got to run it. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Okay, so spoiler, plug your ears. 
This shit is spoiled. Uh, so she's actually American, right? Yeah, because it's like it's the triple cross. She's like got a, classic a Brit- triple British cross. accent the whole time. Yeah, but she's American. Because she's but, so she even maintains her British accent in the hotel room near the end before she kills the guy who's never going to tell anyone she's an American. Yeah, she's just hanging on to that British accent for nobody it's kind of like batman using the so that's what that's like voice in uh <laughs> exactly. dark knight returns yeah well maybe it's just that she's been using the accent so long it's the it. it's the reflex but I, <laughs> yeah and maybe it's bullshit <laughs> but i did like it the <laughs> i did like that the last exchange of dialogue was with her and john goodman who you find out is her actual cia handler and they're in the plane yeah. to come home, and he just asks her point blank because at one point she actually called him this, but he's like, "Cocksucker, really?" <laughs> That's like the end of the movie. I thought, okay, I'm down. They they greenlit a sequel. Okay, like cool. This week, nice. So I hope it's expect- better than Red Two. At- Atomic Blonder. Yeah, <laughs> but at no point did they did they even play the Blondie song Atomic, which I was kind of peeved at because I thought that would be perfect. Yeah, you would you would think. Yeah, but I would. So that's it. Yeah, that's my fresh shiz. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Well, let's get into the the show. Uh, basic rules is it's puff puff give, puff puff give. Okay, you guys have that down. You know the etiquette. Where's the coughing? <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. This is basically I I I blaze through. Haha. <laughs> See, that was an intentional pun. Oh ho! I I sat down and I watched just a a literal shit ton of stoner movies all last week in preparation because I hadn't seen any for a long time and I really didn't remember a lot. And uh, they're, <laughs> they're not very funny when you're straight, sober and no. old. Uh, and I found that the yes. perfect way to simulate the environment that it was intended for you to view it in was to give yourself a lot of sleep deprivation and then watch it at night when you really just want to go to sleep but are too tired. It worked wonders. Yeah. So... Top tip, if you're not smoking weed but you want to watch a weed movie, just don't sleep for a day or two, and you're golden. And there it is. Okay. Uh, so not basically, to be too blunt. You guys are on a roll. Yeah, that's a party foul. Uh, a big uh, old fatty roll. <laughs> yeah. So what I wanted to, to do first, uh, so we can get it out of the way, uh, just let's throw out some some slang terms that you recall for the cannabis uh, that are fun or that you remember or that you've heard people use. Sticky icky. Sticky icky. That's one. I don't, I don't care. Uh, I heard this one the other day and I kind of, it's very, uh, I don't know, very F. Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, they call them jazz cigarettes because I guess the jazz folk used <laughs> to smoke them. Uh, and that's a very refined I like jazz cigarettes. That's good. It's a very refined uh, slang term for cannabis. Yeah, but then you've got like care. bubble Kush, the Chiba, Chronic. Uh, it's just weed. It's just it's weed. It's just called weed. Apparently, if you use the term Snickle Fritz, that means it's just uh, Skagweed. It's no good. It's Mexican brickweed. <laughs> so now you're reminding me of this episode of the show, The Brass Eye. Did you ever see the Brass Eye episode on drugs? No. They. It, they make up drugs. They actually got the British Parliament to ban a made-up drug nice. in the show. But <laughs> but the best bit is the guy is is like irritating a dealer, and he's just asking for nonsense. He's like, "Yeah, man, you got any cracky cakes or you know scribble <laughs> whiz?" He's like, "I don't know it. I don't know it, mate." <laughs> <laughs> the cracky cakes. That's good. Any triple sod? Triple sod. Triple sod? Triple sod. Uh, yellow bentines? Yeah. I don't know what that is, my friend. Have you not got any yellow bentines? What's yellow bentines? I just want something that makes it go really bluty. No, the only thing you sell out here is coke, mate. 
No, you, no, you must have some... Uh... You're telling me what I have and what I don't have? Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll give you 30 quid for one Clarky cat. Uh, well, the names are ridiculous. That's the only reason I wanted to bring it up. Because uh, they just are... Uh, they, they stretch credulity uh, in some some form or fashion. And then slang for pot I think, smokers. I think that's... That's a big, gotta be a, that's gotta come from people who just need a ritual, right? I mean, it's not yeah. that weed is that good. It's that they needed ritual and they need, See, I, it's like, it's like all those stoners who have like all that gear and, uh, they, they, they make a game out of it. It's like just smoke and be done. Yeah. I think it's about having a, a secret society, right? Like a secret handshake. It's about, it, it's like any slang, right? Like. Whatever the slang is now, I guarantee you I don't know the good slang. Uh, because the whole point is to exclude people and to know who your who your people are. Yeah. Right. Huh. And then you've got the dumbasses that think they're just they're calling it something else so people don't know what they're calling it. You know, it's like we're not really talking about weed, but we're gonna go we're gonna go boca toll, man. <laughs> or whatever. Or Mary say. Jane. Yeah. Yeah, Mary Jane, uh, which Rick James, God bless you, Mary Jane. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so there's there, there's a culture surrounding this that has been going on for decades. But the the movies is really where I wanted to get into it, specifically the stoner comedies, because as a thing, as a genre, uh, I was surprised that there isn't really anything pre Cheech and Chong. They pretty much just put it on the map shocking uh and set the mold and really every pot stoner comedy that has come after has borrowed some element from cheech and chong it's a very weird thing that i noticed watching all these movies last week and so i wanted to kind of delve into uh what makes up the stoner comedies etc etc but cheech and chong is really where i would say we would have to start and I'm open. Say, I'm open for argument on that. If you want, people say reefer madness, but that's not an intentional comedy. It's ironic. That's better. That's more like it. I know you like it. Really well. Just take a puff Yeah, it sort of gained cachet as the decades passed on, and the counterculture really yeah. hit. Uh, so it's it's odd. Well, would you say that like Yellow Submarine counts? No, because no, that's a movie no. catering to. The drug user, yeah, but it's, it's not, not head films. Yeah, head yeah. films are things you watch while you're stoned. But yeah, yeah actually about the the joy and ritual of weed. Yeah, I think you do okay. have to start yeah. with Cheech and Chong. Yeah, and what I think works about those films because if it was just about weed, it would be you know not interesting. <laughs> but their films are <laughs> as anarchy. as the last thirty years have shown us. Right. Yeah. Yes. Their their films are really anarchy. They're, you know, shit yeah. happening for five minutes, move on to something else, don't ask questions. That's well, when they're at their best. Well, and it's perfectly suited for someone who's stoned. And that's what's funny right. to, to note when you're watching the movies. Uh, you can tell that it's like, they, oh, we've got this great idea, and then it just sort of runs out of gas, and then they move on to the next thing. And they don't really care. I don't care. Uh, and I think a yeah, lot of that stems. It's, it's the Kentucky Fried movie yeah, approach, yeah. right? Well, my cousin Red is in town. It's like, where'd that come from? Who uh, gives a shit? My cousin Red's in town. Yeah, and he's got a lot of weed, man. Well, a lot of it, too, with Cheech and Chong, it stems, I think, from the fact that they started with a bunch of hit records that were just basically little skits and vignettes. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. they basically just took some of the better stuff from those. And pieced them together for their their first movie, Up in Smoke. And then that sort of just stuck. Because uh, they don't really get very involved with any sort of narrative in any of their movies at all. And, yeah. uh, and they're all pretty much that way. Uh, so Up in Smoke is just basically riffing on the stuff. Uh, Isn't that the one where they put the earache, my eyes song? Yeah, yeah, that's the end. Yeah. My daddy, he just owned me because I wet my sister's clothes. Where they do that, and he's dan- and Cheech is dancing around in the tutu. Uh, in real uh, but it's also got the the riff that they borrowed from one of my favorite bits on their albums, which is the the bit "Dave's Not Here." 
which even today makes me laugh. Oh, right. It's like, not, yeah. not, you know, he's like, Dave's not here, man. Dave. Oh, it's me, Dave. Let me in. It just goes on forever. Dave, uh, Who? Dave, <laughs> Dave, man. Let me in. Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here. Oh, man, Dave. God uh, damn it, I know Dave's there. I am Dave. The cops are looking at me. <laughs> so it's still, it's still kind of funny. But it sets the 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 template, which and I, and they kind of borrow from other stuff, like you know Laurel and Hardy and Abbott and Costello. But they they pretty much set that you have to have the the two main characters who get high, and one of them is a total burnout, and the other one is a sort of functional kind of pot smoker, uh, yeah. and that seems to carry over into every subsequent pot movie. And so that's kind of the other area that I wanted to discuss. Um, but really just what sort of uh, tropes did Cheech and Chong create that are still in use? Uh, so that's my uh, first addition is that they do the, the two-man team or some variant on that. Because some of these movies right. will have like three or four, but it's still basically that. I think the anarchy again. Okay. Did Cheech and Chong introduce the trope of the ridiculously massive strain that'll really fuck you up? Uh, to some yeah. degree, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's the one with that Sergeant Stadenko yeah. smokes that turns him into a lizard. <laughs> yeah, that's in uh, Nice Dreams, where Stacey yeah. Keach basically, through the course of the film, like starts metamorphosizing into a <laughs> fucking lizard. It's so right. bizarre. Uh, but that, that ties into another thing, too. It's uh, a lot of the elements of the movies, they just veer into really weird, almost Dada-esque stuff. Stuff, 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 That just doesn't make any sense, but it's still there. Right. And it makes sense within the realm of the movie. But it just well, that's the best that's the best thing about stoner comedies yeah. is that they just come at you with they can just surprise you with a non sequitur yeah. visual gag or whatever, and that'll be the thing that makes you crack up the hardest, yeah, well, like in Cheech and chong it's it's uh it's Stadenko turning the lizard, but like in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, it's like they just find a the raccoon <laughs> the raccoon or they find the the lost cheetah and then they ride the cheetah to white castle <laughs> the cheetah scene right. is the best that, like, that the is the thing i totally did not see coming that they were gonna ride on the cheetah's goddamn yeah. back yeah and then you expect it's like are they gonna make this like it's a dream no that shit really happened in that movie yeah <laughs> it's like oh yeah. man they committed uh so there's that and then in the uh the movie how high with method man and red man uh <laughs> like the gist of that one is that his buddy dies and he uses his ashes to fertilize his crop. And then by smoking it, uh, he sees his buddy's ghost and then gets all the answers ah. to the test so he can get into Harvard. And then they run out of the the weed that makes him smart. So then they decide to go dig up John Quincy Adams <laughs> and smoke his remains. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is going on? Yo, what the fuck are we going to do now? fuck you think we're gonna do we're gonna smoke his ass then we're gonna start asking questions <laughs> so it's just that weird non sequitur shit that kills me in these movies uh and every single one of them has something like that uh but mostly there's just no true plot except that it just centers on we have objective a and this is what we need yeah so be it more weed or more food or whatever uh so I don't know if you would agree or disagree with that or have any others to add, but that's pretty much sort of the basic template that I've noticed. Yeah, see, the problem about this whole show is you're asking us to remember these movies. <laughs> you just don't know, man. I, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I remember Half-Baked and thinking that was funny until we got to actual story. There's yeah. a point in that where they have to bail their friend out of jail by raising money. You know, something ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I was like, suddenly it's not funny. I, I, I think to make a, a weed movie work somehow, you can't have a structure. Pineapple Express actually has probably more structure than any of them. Yeah. But, and, and we can get into to some of these in a bit. Um because the other thing we can which, get into them right now, goddammit. What do you think of that? Drugs and being high, you 
so much. They take and take until finally, every time a drug goes into a child, something else is forced out. Like love, hope. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, trust, uh, this also ties in because uh, Super Troopers 2 just opened this weekend. Uh, but I don't count Super Troopers as a stoner pot movie. Uh, it's got elements, but I don't consider it to be. You have to be high to think that first one was funny. Yeah. But it's not actually about weed. Uh, yeah. But we'll get into why I think that is. But basically, the other tropes, they they portray uh, law enforcement agents as totally inept and unable to do their jobs. I mean, comically inept. Um, parents, coworkers, any, basically who, any authority figure is just uh, portrayed as adult. Uh, right. And that seems to be the other part of it. And then no lessons are learned by the end and they keep smoking weed. So yeah. it's, this is almost the blues brothers. Almost. Uh, blues brothers Except is no weed is sort of on the line of being like a stoner comedy, but it's not <laughs> because the, well, well, we'll get into the, what I think are the rules. Okay. Well, they're chasing the high of, of the blues. Yeah, exactly. And they're on they're on a mission from God. We're on a mission from God. Yeah. But basically, you need uh, the two the two dudes who smoke a lot of weed, and they have to at some point in the movie multiple times smoke the weed, and then their objective has to be somehow connected to the weed. Uh, we should just write one of these right now by committee using all these <laughs> yeah, rules. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I'm already so, picturing, okay, so you have two guys and they smoke out like four times in the movie. Check. Check. It's like you could do your act structure according to when they smoke. It's like, well, we're into the third break. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Light them well, up. Well, here's, here I had the idea uh, that I summarily dropped because I just didn't care. But there's a song by a band called The Uninvited called Too High for the Supermarket. Have you heard this thing? No. It's like It's like 15, 20 years old. But basically, it's an ode to blazing up and then getting hungry and then walking to the store so you can get some tuna and bread and then getting distracted by all the other stuff in the grocery store and then forgetting the tuna and bread. That's the song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I thought you, you could really do a film version of that it's kind of almost like Harold yeah, and Kumar that's a whole movie yeah you can almost do like a Harold and Kumar go to White Castle but basically just have it be like lost in various stages of the, su- the supermarket uh, I think that would that would work got the craving for some lunch but I ain't got nothing too much my mind is set on just one wish a big old sandwich tuna fish there was there was a Sesame Street when I was a kid, a, a short on Sesame Street with a kid being told by his mother to go to the store and pick up a carton of bread, <laughs> a loaf of bread, a of milk, yeah. you know, and a stick, stick of butter. butter. Right. And he sees all these these trippy, freaky things. And I remember <laughs> being almost scared for what goes on in his neighborhood. Uh, but yeah. That's that. the name of the movie. A loaf of bread, a container a of milk, milk, and, and a stick, stick of butter. butter. Yeah. <laughs> but but that, that would be the scene. Like the guy... Like totally with the the blazed eyes, walking to the store, just repeating that over and over like a mantra. A loaf of bread, container of milk, stick of butter. A loaf of bread, container of milk, stick of butter. <laughs> so that's all it would be. And then that a big nine foot tall orange man with like sunshine lapels goes, "What you looking for, little boy?" <laughs> ah, container of milk, carton of bread, stick of butter. It's like what he says to himself to keep from losing his shit. What you looking at, essay? That'd be the other part. Um, What's the matter? <laughs> we're not going to go there. Uh, another thing, too, it's uh, sort of similar. It, and I came to the conclusion that just because there's a prominent stoner character, it doesn't make it a stoner movie. And two big ones, and you can disagree if you like, uh, but Spicoli in Fast Times at Ridgemont High does not make Fast Times at Ridgemont High a stoner movie. And True. Uh, the du- yeah. and the dude in the Big Lebowski does not make the Big Lebowski a stoner movie. True. Uh, yeah. Yet- what does make the Big Lebowski a stoner movie then? Uh, it, it's not a stoner movie though. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm teasing. But it's anarchic. It's got. That's what makes you think it yeah. is because it it's a bit all over the place in a fun way. This aggression will not stand. There has man. to be like at least one scene that is a total head trip, freak out, right? Yeah. Like. You have to do something that's completely off 
you know, off the wall. Yeah, like 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 a bowling dream sequence. Okay. <laughs> exactly. This is your brain. This is the drugs. This is your brain on the drugs. Any questions? Waitress, can I get some scrambled my brain on drugs with some bacon and a slice of toast? So let me throw some titles at you and see if you, you can just agree or disagree. So basically, I've got them busted out into the classics, uh, some minor entries, and then definitely not stoner stoner movies. Um, so for the classics, it's all, all, right. all the Cheech and Chong, obviously. Uh, that goes without saying. Mm. Um, Including Yellowbeard? Well, no, I mean the official, no. the official ones. Uh, uh, okay. Like the first four, which is Up in Smoke... Next movie, Nice Dreams, and Still Smoking, I think, are the ones. Right. But by the Still Smoking, okay. they really had run out of gas because that's the one where it's like, ah, fuck it. We'll just set him in Amsterdam. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> Get it? Um, <laughs> but then I would also say that uh, Pineapple Express rates uh, as the, a modern classic. Sure. Yeah, uh, definitely. Half Baked, Eric mentioned, because that's basically Chappelle doing Chappelle stuff. Uh, and his love of weed. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Goes without saying. I mean, it's multiples. Yeah, um, it's the whole Harold and Kumar trilogy, yeah. really. Uh, and then Friday, I've got on there. That one's sort of on the fence for me because they're, it kind of skirts some of the basic elements. But I'm still going to call it a stoner movie. But they wanted it to be a stoner yeah. movie. Like that was their intent. Yeah. And it's and it's actually a, a good movie. Uh, and then this one's sort of on the cusp, but I don't. Think- <laughs> you just got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> that that always uh, makes me just die laughing well, when I see the that. opening is what kills me. It's like uh, I know you don't get high. I know you don't smoke weed. I know this, but I'm gonna get you high today because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. You ain't got shit to do. I mean, that's like the mission statement for fucking pop movies, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just no bones about it. Uh, but the dad kills me. It's like the the one bit where the mom's talking about, your father's got game. And then he comes walking out of the bathroom. Don't nobody go in the bathroom for about 35, 45 minutes. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude. Uh, it just decides to go there. Uh, but one cusper for classics, just, it's kind of on the fence. It's Grandma's Boy. Have you seen that one? I remember the no. ads. I never saw it, though. Okay. That one is, is basically wall-to-wall uh, token weed, and it's about a video game designer who gets kicked out of his apartment, has to go live with his grandma, played by Doris Roberts. You referenced this movie in the podcast before and made me go look something from it up. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's from the Sandler factory, so it's got a lot of familiar faces. But as stoner movies go, I mean, it's, it's got some funny stuff in it. And you might actually like it, Brian, because it's it's centered around a guy that designs video games and basically does it on the side. Um, yeah, but the, maybe. the but it basically is just like a party movie, so it's on the cusp. It's on the cusp. Um, so those would be the ones, and then Dazed and Confused is the last one that I had as a a classic. So of all of those, I think I've only actually seen the Harold and Kumar movies and Dazed and Confused all the way through. Really? You never saw I've Pineapple? Seen. I tried and like I fell asleep. Mm. okay <laughs> so, so you, no. you weren't awake when it turned into some weird action flick <laughs> it's like uh it's like shift, i remember it being gears. a weird action flick i just didn't yeah it just shifted gears on a dime and then suddenly like the last 30 yeah. minutes is just nothing but uh shoot them up it's very weird i think because they knew what they where that what they how where they were going they were like this this isn't sustainable yeah. we need to we need to make something happen for the people who aren't high yeah well, with Half Baked, it's I had never seen that one until last week, uh, and it was all right, I guess. I don't know. Definitely playing to its crowd, but Jim Brewer, man, I always forget how good he is at playing a stoner. It grates yeah. on some people, but it makes me laugh because he just gets it to it. He just gets it down to a T. It's just hilarious. But he's got yeah. that whole scene where he's he's reading off the munchie list. Like get some sour cream and onion chips with some dip man, some beef jerkies, peanut butter, get some hockey dyes, a whole lot of chocolate, gotta have chocolate. I mean it's just like on and on and on. It's so ridiculous. 
So you didn't mention, and this is a precursor to Harold and Kumar, you didn't mention Dude, Where's My Car? Which is the same director. I don't know if that's actually a stoner movie. Because it, were they doing weed or were they just dumb? See, I, I, they're supposed to be stoners, but I don't think they actually ever smoke weed. I think it's alluded to, which is why they lost their car. But yeah. I honestly do not remember anything about that movie. Nothing. I just remember the bit with the with the Chinese takeout, and they're in the drive through, and then, and <laughs> oh, then yeah, that's yeah, some egg rolls, uh, and then, and then, yeah. yeah. So it's just the uh, it's the the chicken, the rice, the soup, and the fortune cookies, and that's it. <laughs> and then uh, you can put it in a brown paper bag and come put it in my hand because I'm ready to eat. I refuse to play your Chinese food mind games. No! No and then! 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 No! No and then! Then you really start to piss me off, lady. And then I'm gonna come in there and I'm gonna put my foot in your ass if you say and then again! And then and then and then and then Yep. Uh, so yeah, I don't count that one because I don't remember it very well. Yeah. Uh, which gets into the the minor entries. Uh, so I mentioned how high earlier. Most recently, there was Your Highness, Your Highness, with Natalie which Portman. I could not get through. No. Oh God. No, really, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically She's the a quality actress. She liked to get high, man. What she want? Uh, <laughs> but basically, it was like a D and D type comedy with a right. lot of drug humor it was a very weird beast and not funny was that danny mcbride in that thing yeah it was uh okay. it was franco danny mcbride natalie portman and the cast of dozens um mm. let's see jane silent bob strikes back i don't really remember that one very well either so that was funny as hell not such a stoner movie but it was funny yeah just a Kevin Smith realizing he shouldn't bother with structure. <laughs> it's, it's true. It was yeah. the Kevin Smith Muppet movie. Is yeah. What that yes. Was. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. And exactly. I think even on purpose, it was the Muppet movie. It's a fair and and for that, it was good. Fair assessment. Fair assessment. Uh, and then Detroit Rock City. I don't know if you guys saw that or remember that. That one's sort of a stoner comedy, but it's set in the late seventies, and a bunch of high school buddies are trying to get to Cobo Hall to see Kiss in detroit and it's just their weird misadventures uh trying to get in Eh. and then and then one called the stoned age which came out in like 93 that was like a straight to video i i watched it once on cable and i tried to revisit it this week and it's unwatchable so don't even bother with that isn't that like an attempt to get some of that maybe that's just the way it was promoted on video but to try and get some of that uh dazed and confused action to rub off yeah but it's just it, it very amateurish. Whereas Days of Confused is, uh, it's not very polished because it's an early link later, yeah. but it's still really, really solid. And it's not really even supposed to be a head movie. It's just supposed mm-hmm. to be about a snapshot in time. Yeah, but they're so uh, they're all smoking weed pretty much constantly, so I count it. Uh. And and it's called Days of the Confused. Uh. Stoned weed things. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Uh, and then there's another one that cropped up. It's uh, with Anna Faris that I st- I'd never heard of and I haven't seen. But it's <gasps> called it's called Smiley Face. Yeah, the one with the guy from that '70s show, The Rapist. Yeah, he's in it. And then uh, what's his face from The Office? Uh, uh, John, whatever his name is, he just did that Quiet Place movie. Yeah, uh, but basically, she she eats a bunch of cupcakes laced with pot unbeknownst to herself and then gets really ripping stoned and then has to figure out how to get more to replace for her roommate or something and so it's just her walking around and it has the distinction of being one of the few that actually has a female lead which is kind of interesting to me uh but i haven't seen it so i don't have any idea if it's any good so if anybody knows it's good okay it's actually really interesting cool I can't find it anywhere, so if, if you know where I can watch it, let me know. Yeah, I caught it on cable, like, at 2 in the morning, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? this is, I mean, maybe that's why I liked it. Yeah. Sometimes you just need the environment to be right. Yeah. 
Dave's not here, man. Uh, <laughs> and then definite not stoner movies. And these are ones that showed up on a bunch of lists that I found talking about, oh, the best stoner movies. Uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is not a fucking stoner movie. No and way. If you're, no. And if you're it's saying, a historical epic. <laughs> but if you're saying it's a if, stoner if, movie, if, you're dead wrong. It's a stoner movie the same way Fast Times is a stoner movie. It's like, you know, dummies in high school. Yeah. Or Wayne's World. Yeah, Wayne's right? World is not a stoner movie. Get this through your heads, people. Get this through yeah. your heads. Uh, and I'm going to say it because it's... It's multifaceted drug use, but Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is not a stoner movie. That's just a full-on drug trip movie. Drug, yeah. Um, and then, oh yeah, well, there are drug movies. Yeah, but like, yeah, but it's not a not a weed movie. And then, have you seen weird? Yeah. Have you seen technically? I guess the Bad Lieutenant is a drug movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a it's not a weed comedy. Yeah. It's not a comedy so by any stretch. Well, of the technically, like Requiem for what's the one where Ben Stiller is the writer from Alf and he gets on <laughs> yeah. heroin? That's a Permanent Vacation, Permanent Midnight, Permanent, Permanent Midnight, Midnight, Permanent Midnight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With the fucking that was that was a drug movie, and then that uh, was funny. And Requiem that was a great drug comedy. <laughs> it really was. And then Especially when he's like shooting heroin into his neck next to his infant child, I was like, "This is awesome! <laughs> this is the funniest thing I've seen all week." Yeah. Uh, well, Requiem for a Dream is also a drug movie, and that one is really difficult to sit through, uh, even once. So, and not just just because of the normal reason that any film he makes is difficult to yeah, get through. It's really <laughs> difficult. It's it's a chore. Uh, and then there's. I don't know if you've ever seen We're the Millers with Jason Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston. But yeah, it, I've seen the that. trailer. It, it's borderline. It it actually has a few moments that are very funny, but yeah. it's hard for me to recommend it because it's not consistent. But basically, he's a drug dealer. He has to go to Mexico and pick up a Winnebago full of drugs. And the, the and way his he, cover is to go as a family. Yeah, so he recruits Jennifer Aniston, who's a stripper that lives next door who hates him. And then two kids that like are around his building that he sort of befriends. One's like a street rat and he just pays her money to pretend to be his daughter. And the other one's a kid who's sort of just uh, bored and alone. And so they pretend to be this perfect. He's not running on all eight cylinders. But they pretend to be the perfect family, quote unquote, uh, and then have this misadventure. Eh. Uh, I liked it. it's, it's, It's all right. It's all right. But that's really all I could come up with. So much like most stoner movies, I ran out of gas about halfway through figuring out how to set this thing up. Yeah. Uh, so you, you know, I'm I'm open to anything that you fellas have to add. Like, what what do you want to talk about? Uh, well, the one thing I do want to hit on here is <laughs> you said hit on. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um. No, we got to talk about... So I was going to... Because it's the ones I've seen at the Harold and Kumar movies. And I've seen the Christmas one, by the way. It was all right. Um, I saw it in 3D, even. But um, <laughs> we got to talk about the treatment of Neil Patrick Harris in the Harold and Kumar movies. Mm-hmm. Because that yeah, was a career-making move. Yeah. yeah. tripping balls, yeah, man. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris in the first Harold and Kumar is yeah he's he's tripping balls he's on all kinds of shit and he's like he's banging hookers just aggressively yeah like methed out pussy hound Neil you wouldn't <laughs> right. know how to get on the highway from here would you dude I don't even know where the fuck I am right now I was at this party earlier tonight and some guy hooked me up with this incredible ex and next thing I know I'm being thrown out of a moving car I've been tripping balls ever since that's crazy dude you know, we've been having a pretty crazy night, too. We've just been driving around looking for White Castle, but we keep getting sidetracked. Yeah, dude, you fascinate me. Forget White Castle. Let's go get some pussy. Huh? It's a fucking sausage fest in here, bros. Let's get us some poontang. Then we'll go to White Castle. It's really what's to blame for him getting cast as Barney in uh, that mother show. By the second one or third one, they meet up with him again, and they're they're like, we heard you were gay. He's like, yeah, I know. It gets me so much pussy. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the third one. He's he's using the fact that he's that he's got this cover of it being gay, and Neil Patrick Harris's actual like life partner is his drug dealer in that movie. Um, nice. Very nice. Yeah, but yeah, he's 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 using it to like 
bring the defensive da- defenses down to the dancers at Radio City Music Hall, and you know, well, that- comes on over. I thought you were gay. Yeah, I'm gay for that pussy. You know. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, star making turns, uh, I totally forgot that Paul Rubens started in Cheech and Chong movies. This is crack, rock cocaine. Like, like that's where Pee Wee yeah. Herman was introduced. Uh, and he gets to be just like in nice dreams. He gets to be like the weirdest, most perverted version of Pee Wee Herman. Uh, <laughs> like he's just totally coked out of his mind and just keeps saying like, "I'm the drug and I'm the nice I'm sorry, I took the money. I took the money. I'm sorry, I took the money. <laughs> it's like what? The fuck? I'm not sorry. I took the money. Ah! I'm sorry. I took the money. I'm not sorry. I'm not. And then you think like uh, like three or four years later, he's doing Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and it's just like what? Uh, it's very weird to see, but that's always good. And then, uh, and I know Stacy Keach had been acting at that point in time, but to see him play Stadenko, like to go from the first movie Up in Smoke, where he's the very straight laced cop who's the narc busting people for pot, and then by the second iteration. He's like just basically in his office smoking confiscated weed all day. I mean, it's like a, like that's the joke, I guess. But is the it? only way to catch the doper is when you yourself become the smoker. Surest <laughs> way to make them bleed uh, is when you bust their ass and steal their weed. So that's really all I came up with. And then, really, the only other thing is uh, if you're going to do a stoner movie, you have to have good stoner music in the soundtrack. Or it's gonna yes. fall flat, uh, and so. But that's the thing; it's so easy to make good stoner music because all music sounds better when you're high. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I I would like to give a shout out to Harold and Kumar go to White Castle because there's the scene in the beginning where Harold is coming into the elevator and he sees the girl of his dreams, and the song they pick is uh, <laughs> by a band called Fanny Pack called Camel Toe. And it just kills me because it's like, it should not fit, but it does. Because if you hear the lyrics, it's basically, they, they just keep saying, fix yourself, girl, you got a camel toe. But that's like the love song. It's like, you know you're in for a ride when you get that shit. Now, the best, the best song in that movie is a song called My Dick, which is about comparing dicks. That's an awesome song. That makes me laugh every time I hear it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a yo mama battle, but basically it's about my dick. It's, uh, there's so many, but you you know Cypress Hill shows up in a lot, uh, and then like. Mary Jane by Rick James shows up a lot. Those are two of the constants that I found. And I think that sort of is an automatic way to brand your movie as a stoner flick, is to use either of those. Interesting, interesting uh, uh, note. You, you, you never hear any Jimi Hendrix in those movies. That's because the estate of Jimi Hendrix wouldn't allow his music to appear in any movie where somebody does drugs. So. What? Nice. Yep. Oh, Except man. the Woodstock movie. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, no, he was still alive at that point. Yeah. I mean, that at that count. point, he'd already that signed the waiver. But like, count. like, mm-hmm. uh, like private parts. When when Howard's getting high, he, he, he they were going to use it. They couldn't, so they had to hire some other band to do a cover of Purple Haze or whatever. Huh. <laughs> well, I would I would write this show a highly successful episode uh three very straight straight white old dudes uh reminiscing about weed uh it it didn't turn out quite the way i expected i'd just like to say i don't approve of uh pot smoking because it mellows me out and i find that i'm not my true self unless i'm really aggro and hateful (laughs) i was gonna clean my room until i got high I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. Uh, my room is still messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, hey, because, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. 
Well, another one bites the dust. Episode 48, all about stoner cinema, and we had a fun time doing it. Got a little weird, I'll admit that, but it was fun weird, right? It wasn't like that paranoid schizo weird when you're huddled in the back seat of your car because you think the aliens are going to come suck you out of the roof because uh, you're just too stoned out of your mind to make any sense, right? Wasn't like that at all. It was the fun kind where you, you giggle and you laugh and you make dumb comments and get along with everybody. That's what we're going for. That's our vibe. Uh, so if you like that, then send us an email to magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback, show ideas, jokes, comments of any kind are welcome. And we may even read some on the air. So you got that going for you. So take a chance, man. First taste is free. Uh, second taste is also free. To that end, we do have a website now. Maghuge.com That's M-A-G-H-U-G-E Dot com Where you can find shows And musings And postings And other fun stuff That uh, you won't find Exactly on the podcast uh, You can also follow us On the Twitter At Maghuge Or on Facebook The Magnificent Huge Podcast So we would love for you To come by And like our pages And follow us And uh, share us with your friends And family uh, That guy over there Who looks a little weird But he's okay and then lastly you can catch our podcast anywhere podcasts are purveyed itunes is a good one subscribe to us there you can catch the new shows every week if you don't find them on our website rate us review us and then soundcloud as well so until next time via con dios and boke that small man as the kids say did i say that right uh, i don't remember uh, i'm too old for this okay bye-bye Singing this whole thing wrong because I'm high. And if I don't sell one copy, I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I'm high. Because I'm high. Because I'm high. Are you really high, man? He really is high, man. Shoop, 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 be doo Get jiggy with it. Skippity bee bop.